Welcome to the Encouraging Word Podcast. We seek to support listeners in their pursuit of Christ by sharing the Word of God and encouraging a time of personal study, reflection, and prayer. We are imperfect people trying to lose ourselves in the presence of a perfect God. Our sincere hope is that He would speak through us and feed you as only He can. Join us in this pursuit, opening your heart and mind to the life-changing power of the Gospel. If you would like to hear more about the Gospel or need someone to pray with you, you can reach us at benjamin at pmppodcast.com. Imagine with me, if you will, a small coastal beach. As you face out to the water, fallen trees line your left and your right, brought down by the gale-force winds of a now-forgotten storm. The bank behind you towers above your shoulders, creating a small and secluded alcove. A piece of driftwood rises out of the cool, wet sand, creating a perch on which you can sit and contemplate that which is on your mind. Sitting before you, jutting out of the surf, is a jagged stone. It looks fresh, out of place, amongst the smooth contours of the sandy haven. If your mind is like mine, you begin to wonder how long it will be before the stone is worn down and smooth like the rest of the landscape. When we think of rock and stone, we think of permanence, stability, immovable objects. But what happens when an immovable object is faced with the unstoppable force of the sea? Over time, the water will carry sand and grit across the surface of the stone, first changing its texture and eventually changing its shape entirely. This world is full of maxims on people's inability to change. A leopard can't change its spots, or a tiger its stripes. And, no matter how much a snake sheds its skin, it's still a snake. It is assumed by many that the person you become by young adulthood is the person that you will remain to be. But Christ tells us that this isn't so. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, we are told that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And in Romans 12.2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. It is here that I and so many Christians stumble. We want renewal. We desperately want to be good and acceptable and perfect in the eyes of God, living and holy sacrifices. And yet, we find ourselves mired in the same sin, stumbling over the same proverbial roots on the trail that we always have. We expect God to mirror our nature, to make us perfect in our time and not His. God has instead chosen to hammer out our imperfections over time, our free will, that which makes our love for him so special, is also what keeps him from unilaterally commanding our actions in an instant. Why do we so desperately seek this manifestation of our faith in our lives? The uncomfortable truth is that we want to justify ourselves with right actions, even more than our desire to not offend the holiness of God. We want to be able to say to him, Look, I'm doing good. I'm producing good fruit. God, it makes sense why you love me, because I love you so much. But it doesn't make sense. I can only speak for myself, but I have disrespected God with my heart, hands, and mind so many times that it defies all logic as to why he would continue to love me. And yet, 
he does. The natural next step in this conversation is, does God love me because of my faith or my good works? The answer is neither. Romans 5.8 says that God showed his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Are faith and good works important? Absolutely. They are the evidence of a right relationship with God. So what is the practical application of all of this? Lose yourself in his infinite love. Instead of focusing on being strong, admit your weakness and realize that this is a long and arduous road. Do not be discouraged when difficult situations seem to bombard you. We are instructed in 1 Peter 4.12, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. In James 1.2-4, it goes so far as to say, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Lord Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you are and all that you have done. We ask, Lord, that you would help us to just get completely lost in you, to lose every bit of selfish desire and ambition, and to have the strength to surrender to your will. God, it is so difficult to have a thankful heart when we are feeling hurt and attacked and alone. God, we want to count it all joy but that is such a hard thing to do in the moment. God, help us to have patient hearts, to understand that these changes may take a lifetime for some and just a moment for others. Like a rock in the surf, God, break over us with your waves and let the sand and grit of hardship have its full effect on us, smoothing out our rough edges and changing us completely. In your precious name, amen.